time for my L.A. sisters. One time, one time. Got the spot open up one time. I found patience is a virtue. One and now I'm Push came to shove. One, what? One love. You got the back. You got the Muffs out here watching Uncut Gems getting ready for the March Madness tournament, baby. <laughs> Big facts. Yeah, we ready for that to get started up. KG to win the tip. Bro, that bet. I, see, I know I always trash that movie, but it's one of those movies. It's, it was a good movie. I just can't. I'm not going to watch that back. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is my fourth time watching it. I just like these type of movies, bro. But betting on the tip. Imagine if he would have lost the the KG tip, and then his part his parlay was just he'd have been hot. Nah, I, I like it though. He, he's bringing the he's bringing the energy, and it's just I like I love KG in that. Like you know, I would have never thought he'd have been acting. KG, huh? KG, 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 KG was great. Now I agree KG. with you. KG Episode seventy seven. Seventy seven. We're climbing, man. We're still going. Huh. Welcome still back, man. Yeah, Day One Lifestyle Friends, the podcast. Muff, just just a disclaimer now. Let's just get this out the way. This we, we like to mix it up on here, but this episode is going to be straight hoops. 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 You know we got the hoops, man. It's March Madness. What else are we going to talk about? There's nothing else that really matters right now. I mean, let's just be honest. If we're going to sit here and we're going to have March Madness going on, what are we going to talk about? March Madness. We're going to run through this bracket some, not full depth, but we're going to go into it some. And then we got on a special guest, Jeff Nadeau, um, big sports better, college basketball, was at Barstool for some. I mean, he had his own thing for years, 10 years now, I think he's been doing it. And he's now doing a show with FanDuel in the morning right now. Um, I think every morning at 9 a.m., if you guys want to check that with PixWise and FanDuel, he's going to join us and, and talk a little bit about um, just some upsets and, and stuff, Cinderella's maybe that you're going to see and stuff of that nature. But Muff... Let's take a look at this bracket, man. First of all, with our Mountaineers, how do you feel about it, where we ended up? I mean, I think that we ended up in a really, really good bracket, right? I mean, what did we say? We didn't want to see them in, in Baylor's group, Baylor's bracket, excuse me. We didn't want to see them in Gonzaga's bracket. It didn't happen for us. So we had a chance really, I think, to, you know, not necessarily because they're not going to be easy games, but be able to get past, you know, the first two rounds and at least make it get to, um, you know, the, the 32, round of 32. And then from there on, I think we turn it up, and I think we can take it far this year with this bracket. We got the miss on Gonzaga. We got the miss on Baylor. And then also we snuck out with a three seed. I know a lot of us, including myself, thought, man, we're probably going to get bumped to a fourth. We ended up being the second best third seed, actually. So they had us about 10th in the country. And our number two, who I know a lot of people, I know they're a good team, but I love the fact that, we have a possible matchup with Houston as the number two in our in our region because Muff, I saw Alabama play today and they are tough. I'm telling you that they can shoot the lights out. I think Ohio State's tough. I don't want to face either of those two. So I love our chances, like you said. And man, I'm not gonna lie, I know Illinois is tough, but I could see Oklahoma State, hypothetically, giving them a great game also if that ends up to be the case. But as we know, we gotta take it game by game with our Mountaineers. They they make us they make us sweat sometimes. Exactly, exactly. And I want to say, um, you know, I, I want to just call it early prediction for just an early upset. Mm. But I'm, I'm going to put the pressure on you first. Who do you think is going to be the first upset from a low-seeded team beating a high-seeded team? Well, bro, I think, first of all, I think there's some mid-tier teams that, you know, for the most part, I think they got a lot of stuff right. But I do think there's some interesting matchups. 
I'm going to go with our guy, Pat Ewing. I mean, you got to shout him out. They were able to win the Big East. Mac, or your guy, Mac, you know, Mac McClung. You know, I'm not big on, but I know he's a great player. He left Georgetown. One of their other top players left Georgetown. I can't think of the name right now. It's not coming to me, but they weren't looking the best. And people, it's year four with Pat, and they're like, all right, he's alum. He's one of the, you know, great NBA basketball player, great alumni. But like, all right, when's he going to get it together a little bit? And I got to say, man, he took them and he won the Big East Championship in MSG. They are playing in the East region, number 12. They're playing number five, Colorado. I like their matchup there. I think they have a chance to continue their success and get the upset in round one. Oh, man, it's, it's so many. It's so many teams that I think could get upset. In this particular bracket, I didn't do it. Um, but I think... And this is just going to be a very, very wild, like, off-the-wall type of... Well, come on. Let's hear here. it. I'm building the anticipation. <laughs> I think UNCG is going to be FSU. That's that's going to be an upset. Okay. So we're, we're both... going to upset there. Okay. So so it's funny because if if both our picks are right, well, then the 12 and 13 will be playing against each other right there. Uh, I got to say, though, Muff, I love how you said, oh, I didn't do it in this bracket. That's what we got to get to in this conversation. Are you a type of, are you the type of bull to play 12 brackets and let me know that you got it right on one of your brackets or are you playing the one and done? You got to go one and done. I'm doing two. I'm doing the one that's like you got you got to do just a dream one, right? I got to root for my Mountaineers. But then I'm going to do one, I'm going to break down, you know, some game footage, I'm going to get into the film room, right? You know, I'm going to study the X and those in the charts and do the eye test. <laughs> as as you know Jeff says, but, um, you know, I'm going to do two. One is like my dream bracket. One is like, okay, this is for real. I think that these upsets could actually happen type situation. Like I said, I'm not going to go all of them. I'm sure if you guys are playing any brackets, and we, we actually have a bracket, Muff, uh, that, that people can get on. You can go on Twitter, Instagram, our website, Day One Lifestyle, and you can play. It's $5 to enter with cash prizes on everything and also you know some Day One gear. So uh, definitely make sure you fill that out. With that said, Muff, I'm not going to touch on every game, but because this is a podcast for you to listen to this week, just from the start, we'll go with the top left, the West region. Gonzaga, they have a possible matchup with the eight seed, Oklahoma. I'm not saying Oklahoma is going to win, but I could see Oklahoma giving some fits. Yeah, and they, they, they don't mind getting physical, right? They're going to run the floor, but they're also, they don't mind getting physical with you. And that's what, you know, to, to beat Gonzaga, I feel like you have to be. I just look at that matchup, and I'm looking at other teams like, man, t- Two, three weeks ago, Oklahoma was in the top 10, and they kind of faded. I think they're better than an 8 seed. I'm looking at some of these other teams. I think they're better than a BYU who's a 6 seed, a, a Clemson who's a 7. I'm not complaining because hopefully they can maybe knock out Gonzaga, but I think that's an interesting matchup. I think another matchup that could be, you know, kind of kind of a good one is, you know, Michigan struggling in the East, in the East region. They've been struggling. Livers is out, obviously one of their best players. Now you could get them with the potential matchup of St. Bonaventures or That's what I had too. LSU. LSU, I mean, is mm-hmm. they got some ballers too. Yeah, they do. They do, but in, in my bracket, the first one I have, the next round would be Michigan and, and the St. Bonnies. Bonaventure. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um I think those those one seeds, I mean, obviously we're talking about some of the best teams in the country, but I'm just saying not upsets, but like j- just just be on the, you know, I think it, I think it's it could be interesting games. Over on the South, man, I think that eight and nine seed again is an interesting matchup. North Carolina, two powerhouses in the last, you know, in the last ten years. North Carolina and Wisconsin's had great success, both of them. I, I think whoever wins that game is go, is going to play Baylor pretty well. Yeah, I'm going with UNC on this one. 
Coach Roy Williams, he's been here before. And I just feel like he's he's going to rally these troops around, man. I'll, I'm going to tell you this, Muff. In the South region, the number one is Baylor, number two, Ohio State. I like both those teams a lot. But I like number six, Texas Tech, to make a nice run. We got a good, we got a good, great coach, you know. I wish I could turn the screen around and show you. Like I literally have Baylor <laughs> and Texas Tech in lead eight. In that okay, lead eight game. and and yeah. it, we could be Big Twelve bias, but I just really think Texas Tech is a tough team. Like it's a tough fit, and um, like I said, Mac and Co. I just think they're gonna give fits, and I think them and Ohio State could be a great battle if if Texas Tech can sneak by Arkansas. I'm not saying Arkansas isn't any good, but I do think that Texas Tech, as we saw proven. One, they were just there two years ago in the championship game, but also they're not scared to get dirty. They're not. They're not. They're not scared to get on the ground. You know what I'm saying? And, and cause some havoc. And, and and in tournament time, you got to do that. You got to go the extra mile sometimes. And I think this team is is fully equipped to do that. I think that's a scary matchup. 100. percent Yeah. And out of the, uh, I believe it's the West with um, Gonzaga. Um, I have Gonzaga and Oregon in that Elite Eight game. Okay, so you got Gonzaga, Oregon, Elite Eight. What do you? My fault. Let me let me, let me go back in the East. I, I'm cool with that, Muff. I'm gonna go. I like both of those also. Um, I don't like Iowa. I've been I've been saying this all year. I'm not a fan of Iowa. I like that. I like the upside pick with Oregon at seven. Give me your your East then. Do you have Michigan end up in the? Michigan and UConn. Wow. But I, I have Texas playing UConn in that Sweet Sixteen game. And that could go either See, way. See, but Muff, this is where we're going to get to the Midwest. But with WVU, like we said, our homer buys. But I love that we were able to get the Midwest three because I look, if we flip-flop with Texas or even if we were, you know, supposedly maybe going to be against Michigan, that UConn and Alabama matchup, whoever you'd have to play later, I do not like that. I do not like that. I think I think UConn's great. I think they're better than a seven when it comes down to it. And I think Alabama, again, they have their off-day shooting, but – They've shown that they're they're pretty darn good. So, um, give, so, so you have Baylor, Texas Tech. So now with the last region, we have Midwest, and that is our region. Do you have WVU and who? You you guessed it. You guessed it. You put it a tweet earlier. The matchup that we deserve, that we need. The quadruple. The quad. Yep. Oklahoma State. Kate Cunningham led. That's who I got. Mike Boynton. I really like Mike Boyne as a coach. I like Cade. I like Cade, too. I like that team, even though I don't like the team, but I like them. I won't be surprised, Muff. I know they have a tough one. Illinois is Ayo, Kofi, uh, Curbelo. I mean, I know that team's tough, but I'm not surprised. I think that Oklahoma State team is very tough. Here's what I got. I got a sleeper. I'm going to have, I'm gonna have uh, Loyola beating Illinois. Illinois, excuse me. And then playing Oklahoma State. Well, I'm going to tell the podcast listeners this just because of how things worked out. Our guest actually came on um, a few, what was that, probably like right before the weekend of Selection Sunday. So we didn't get to talk about, you know, who what the actual bracket is. But I can let you know, and he will tell you also, that Loyola is heavy on his list as a sleeper, if you consider that a sleeper. Wow, Muff, I didn't realize that they were the eight in that bracket. That'd be something if they – if they were able to upset Illinois. Because that would be, I feel like, because wasn't Illinois struggling a little bit earlier in the year with a couple of games they should have won? They they were. They're, look, they're looking good right now. I can't say that. They won the Big They won the big 10, obviously. You can't say they're not looking good. But, you know, I think I think we know AO is going to play good. We know Co, uh, Coburn down low. But, but what are those other guys going to give you? And, man, on a neutral court, I mean, 
anything could happen. I know that's easy to say, but anything could happen. I, again, like you said, Muff, I think our chances as West Virginia fans, on paper, I think this was the best scenario that we could have as far as getting a three seed after losing, you know, twice to Oklahoma State and our second. No, no, no disrespect to Houston. I know, I know, Mr. Ao and some yep. other podcast <laughs> um, friends are going to say that I'm disrespecting Houston and Calvin Sansom, but, but Muff, when you only play one ranked team all year, I got and you're the two seed. I got to give you, I got to give you some credit. You got to. You know it. I mean? It's deserved. It's what you need. It builds up character. So so let's keep going real quick, Muff. Elite eight. We got you got Gonzaga and Oregon. Gonzaga. Yep. I have Gonzaga winning. Gonzaga over Oregon in the Elite Eight. Correct. Michigan and Yukon. Yes, I have Michigan winning that game. Gonzaga beats Michigan. Yes. Baylor, Texas Tech, you got Baylor, I assume. Got huh? Baylor. Oh, I should I should have went with them though. I think I should have went Texas Tech. I, nah, Baylor. Baylor's tough. They are tough. Baylor's they tough. are tough. But this is this is the game you gotta get hot. And I feel like Mac McClung is scrappy enough to carry that team. But I'm still I still did pick Baylor though. And and then lastly, you have Loyola WVU. Is that what you, or Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State WV. Okay. And we gotta win the fourth matchup. Hopefully. Yep. You got WVU or Baylor? Oh, w- West Virginia. Shows West Virginia. National Championship, Gonzaga, West Virginia. Score 78-81. I don't want to copy your bracket, but I do like I do like a lot of what you have. I think Oregon, I like your Oregon pick, and I like UConn, even though Alabama looks very good to me also. That's pretty good, man. Right now, I'm just going to give you guys some numbers since we are going to be talking some gambling. Do it responsibly, obviously. Uh, but if you put 40 bucks on WVU, you get 1200 So we're plus 3000 right now to win it all. Not bad. Not bad. Definitely, like I said, Muff, play our bracket if you want. It's five bucks. We'd love for you to get involved with it. If not, all good. Um, we're going to get Jeff on, like I said, very good college better. And just just to give some insight on some of these small teams that we might not watch all the time and just a little bit of everything else. So without further ado, yes, sir. Muff, let's bring on Jeff Nadeau. Uh, Jeff, man, thank you for for joining us today on the podcast. Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, appreciate you uh, you inviting me on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Well, you know, before we go really deep into everything, you know, we always want to give our special guests the opportunity to let our listeners know exactly who you are. So, for a first time listener or for a long time listener, uh, who is Jeff, and, and and you know, where are you from? Or yeah, well, I'm a I'm a gambler. Uh, I guess you call me a handicapper. I've been betting on sports for a long time, many years. I've been on gambling Twitter many years. I kind of crossed all different boundaries. I've worked places, I've done things. Um, but I've, you know, five or six years ago, kind of take took this on as a career. And, uh, you know, I've been kind of doing content and that sort of thing ever since. So while I gamble, I kind of do stuff with, um, you know, with different companies, do, do content, podcasts, radio, all sorts of different things. And, you know, I come on and talk to people like you guys, you know, I, I, look, when I first started doing this, um, I, I don't know, what was it, 2011 or so, um, you know, I, I had a show um, and, you know, I asked people to come on and they were nice enough to do so. So anytime someone asked me to come on, I try to come on as well. So 
uh, keep doing what you're doing. But yeah, that's that's me. I mean, there's not much to me. I'm I'm uh, I'm just a gambler. I love college basketball, football, whatever. Um, if I have odds, if I have an edge, if I have value, I'm going to bet it, no matter what it is. So I'm a gambler at heart, and uh, that's really what brought me here. Pretty much what you just said. That was the real reason why we wanted to get you on the show because this is our favorite time of the year with March Madness right around the corner, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't even want to backtrack too much, but obviously we got to state the fact that, you know, last year season ended. Of course, everyone, it, it was just a downer for everyone. So how excited are you this year being able to play the field and have March Madness? Well, it's definitely exciting. I mean, you know, I've, I've been alive, you know, going on 32 years, um, you know, for 25 of them. You know, I've, I've, I've been used to March Madness, you know, and for, you know, tw 20 or so, I mean, college basketball has been my life. You know, when I was very young, I think one of the first things I ever watched was college basketball from a sports perspective. You know, I remember cutting out the, the bracket in the paper and, you know, filling it out, pencil and paper, you know, and, um, you know, doing little notes. And, you know, I was watching my grandpa and, you know, just kind of fell in love with college basketball. And I, you know, it's been a mainstay ever since. And it was, it was just, a, it's been a tough year for a lot of people, you know. Um, I've been pretty blessed. I've had a good year as far as, you know, my personal life and everything that I've done. But one thing that missed was college basketball. I mean, it really was brutal because it was right before the, the tournament. You know, we basically already had, it was actually right around this time. If you guys remember, right. I remember a year ago tonight, I remember it was, I, I want to say it was a year ago tonight. It was March 7, 2020. The first case of coronavirus was reported in New York City. And I remember I did a show like this and it was more of a live stream. And we were just talking and, and I remember we joked about it. We thought it was like, you know, I will hope this doesn't hurt nobody. And, and look where we are later, you know, a year later. So, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a, 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 a spooky time, if you will, just because this is kind of when it started last year. And, you know, we, we were kind of right in this spot. But it seems as if we're getting through it. We're going to have a tournament uh, come hell or high water. So, uh, yeah, it's very exciting. It's a great spectacle. It's, a, it's, a, it's an elite event. And, uh, you know, regardless of where it is or who it's going to be with or how many fans are going to be there, we're going to have it. And that's what's important. Oh, yeah, indeed, man. Like, having that time gone, like, that's, like, one of the really, like, three times during the year that, like, people are just super excited around the world. You know, it's like Christmas, you got Thanksgiving, you got March Madness. Well, it's, <laughs> it's really the biggest sporting event, you know? You look at, like, you know, obviously the Super Bowl and a couple of other championships, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's an event that's not been messed with. It's an event that's, you know, always going to attract um, great drama and, and, and Cinderella's and all sorts of stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it's... I will say this, and I'm, you know, I'm sure you guys can relate. You know, when this was all called off last year, and we had kind of the, the thought of what the next six, eight months are going to be like. I didn't think, if, I don't think anyone thought we'd ever get back here. I remember when, you know, the NBA kicked around getting back, and people said it's not going to happen. Baseball is not going to happen. We're not going to have college football, and you know, we, we've had it. So, you know, knock on wood, everything works out with this, and uh, you know, hopefully in our lifetime we don't ever have to deal with this again. It's weird because guys. I was watching, I'm watching Boardwalk Empire right now. In the show, um, it's based in like 1920. And that was the last time we yeah. had a pandemic in this country. So it's 100 years. So you and I will be dead and gone before we see another one of these. Let's hope. Hopefully. <laughs> I think what you touched on right there, though, Jeff, like for me, like March Madness, I love all sports. I know Muff does too. Muff played baseball. Like we all, we play sports. We love sports. But 
March Madness, just ha being able to have those underdogs and the Cinderella's and, and everyone have a chance at it if you get into the dance. Now, obviously, you know, the top teams, they like to eat a lot, but I'm just saying, like, for them to have a chance and just that those those first few rounds, I mean, the first two rounds are just always incredible drama. Is there any teams that right now you're thinking, like, man, they could be a potential upset or be an underdog that could make a run in this year's field? Well, I've been talking about it for, for I mean, months, really. Uh, Loyola, Chicago, I bet them at 300 to 1 to win the NCAA tournament. People laughed at it. Uh, now they're 40 to 1. Uh, the value is there. It's not really, it, it's actually quite comical that people laughed about it because this is a team that you know went to the final four two years ago in san antonio they um had a cinderella season but this team is better than that one you know when you look at them on the defensive side of the ball they're absolutely elite uh offensively they have a, a really good core good guards a big that is very difficult to stop they're well coached they're experienced um and they believe that they can go and win they're not a flash in the pan anymore this is a program that's got to start being um you know, basically respected. And when I look at Loyola Chicago, I, I think they pass a lot of eye tests. I look at teams, you know, as far as at this level on whether they're a Cinderella or they can make a run or they can actually win it. And I put them into that group. They're a team that can surely win it, especially this year, because, you know, while Gonzaga is elite and I think they're, you know, head and shoulders better than everybody else, you know, the rest of the field is largely, you know, kind of, uh, you know, elusive, if you will. We, we don't really know. Here's what I hope doesn't happen. And I would be really sickened if this were to happen. Loyola Chicago is an eight seed, um, maybe slightly better. I really hope they don't get put into Gonzaga's bracket because that would be a real shame. I think that would kind of derail any hopes, but I'm just praying with Loyola that they don't get put in Gonzaga's bracket. If they're in any other bracket, uh, I'm in belief that this group can go to the Final Four. They just need to avoid Gonzaga. Um, put them in Michigan's or Illinois' a bracket, I think we'll probably get the job done. But, yeah, they're interesting. You know, I keep talking about Purdue. Purdue's an interesting team to me. Uh, I've been betting them a lot recently. And, yeah, they're another team. Really tough, well-coached, good guard play. They've got two bigs that are really difficult to stop. They play great defense. They don't turn it over. Just one of those Big Ten teams that if you don't really like, you know, you kind of want some value, not Illinois or Michigan. And keep an eye on Purdue, man. Um, they have really good, you know, young players. They have a good group of, of veterans. I like Purdue a lot as well. I've been betting them a lot. I think they could be an interesting team in, in the tournament. I was about to say, I'm right there with you with them. Uh, and if not this year, I mean, next year, man. I think, I know they got a couple good recruits coming in too. I mean, they might be, they might start off top 10, top five next year. Yeah, they sure. have a kid, Jay Nivey. He's a, uh, he's a freshman. He's been a huge part of that team. You know, they don't really have – they don't have a senior on this roster. So, um, as you said, I think this is going to be a team next year. Them and Michigan are going to be really good next year. Michigan's got a top recruiting class coming in next year. But, yeah, Purdue is – you know, if everybody remains, and I think most of these kids will, they're not, you know, NBA players, uh, maybe other than Trevion Williams. But, yeah, they're a team – you know, one other one I'll throw out, St. Bonaventure. I, I've mm. been pretty high on them all year. Uh, I, I thought going into the season they were – the pick in the uh, Atlantic 10, a lot of people said it was Richmond or St. Louis. I stepped with the Bonnies. Um, they're a group that is, I think, really undervalued on the defensive. And if you if you caught the drift of everything I'm talking about here, you cannot win the NCAA tournament if you do not defend. It's simple. If you give up a lot of points, like an Iowa or something like that, you will not win. You've got to get stops when it matters most. And any good basketball team is able to do that. And, you know, Bonaventure is no different. This is a group that, 
They have a kid in the middle, Osuna Suni. He is just a mammoth individual. You put him in the middle and say, you're not coming into the lane. And if you get into the lane, you're going to have to deal with him. Uh, he's kind of like a you know bodyguard, basically. And you know, their guards are long, they're athletic. They don't really allow. And if you can't shoot, uh, you're not going to win against them. It's pretty simple. Um, they just make it really difficult on you. They have good guards. Um, you know, they're, they're an older team. You look at most of their players are juniors and seniors. And, you know, they're well coached. They're a really good mid-major. Those are those. It's funny, two Catholic schools, St. Bonaventure and Loyola, two of my sleepers. And being able to do like an eye test, of course, like is, is really, really good, especially when you're kind of just watching games, watching film and really knowing who is, you know, going to be like those those sleeper picks, knowing who's going to be good. And I feel like, you know, with, with the March Madness brackets, I feel like oftentimes the people who have never watched sports, they'll just pick a name or pick a team because of their colors. My mom. Yeah. But when it comes to betting, right, like what are, I guess, some of the things that stick out to you? As far as like, okay, this is what I want to go with. Um, this is who I think is going to win, or you know, money lines, parlays. Like, what are you, what really sticks out to you? I kind of just let it let it marinate and do its thing. I mean, if, if a player is out, luckily during the NCAA tournament, the problem that college basketball has is during the regular season there are 357 teams, and all but 25 of 25 or so are incredibly hard to get information from. So, you know, if if um, if if Muff's on a team and um, he plays for Bryant University. Uh, he has coronavirus. I'm probably not going to find that out. And I'm just going to have to kind of eat it. And this year, that's kind of been, there's been certain games where players just weren't there. And it sucked. That's one of the issues college basketball. It's not like the NBA where everything is highly publicized. And you know if, you know, Stephen Curry or LeBron's out. Um, as far as how do I bet a college basketball, you know, the eye, the eye test kind of stuff is important. You know, being able to just kind of quickly kind of tell you what a team's going to do and how they play. And I know the personnel, and I know the coach, I know whether they run zone or they don't. Um, you know, I could just kind of highlight matchups that a team doesn't want to see, or, you know, I can kind of spot deficiencies in their path to the final four. So I kind of pointed out earlier, if I'm Loyola Chicago, like the plague, I want to avoid Gonzaga. Now that has nothing to do with the schematic breakdown. It's just, I don't want to play Gonzaga. Okay, I don't think anyone can beat them. Um, but as far as how do I pick, you know, that's there are so many factors that go into it. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of of, of off season work and, and you know watching games and, and understanding things goes into that. All right, no, and uh, we uh, we always like to ask you know our, our friends and our followers on uh, social media if they have any questions that um, you know we want to ask. So uh, we actually have two here for you, and they're both from the same person at MC Slips. Um, the first question that he has is, what are your thoughts on Moorhead State? Uh, well, I'm impressed. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, any team that beats Belmont, a team that was, you know, 26 and three. I mean, that's, and for anyone that doesn't know, I mean, Belmont just absolutely destroyed the competition in that conference all year. I mean, they were, they were dominant. Moorhead comes in, says, we're not only going to beat you, we're going to beat you up bad. Look, at the end of the day, the, the defense didn't get any stops with Belmont. That was their issue. Um, but, no, I really like Moorhead. I think Janai Broon is uh, he's going to make a lot of money at the next level. Um, 6'10 freshman. He's already making um, NBA-type moves. He had 27 last night. He was incredible. Um, they don't shoot a ton of threes, but they're compact. They make them when they shoot them. Um, they play really great defense, which I think is kind of unheard of in that conference. You don't really get a team that play defense in that conference. Janai Broom kind of reminds me of, he doesn't necessarily look like him or play like him. He's not like bulky like 
Kenneth Fareed, but they're from the same school and they kind of have, I think, a similar trajectory of where they're going to go. I don't think Jonai Broom is ever going to be, you know, Anthony Davis or Joel Embiid, but I think he's going to go to the NBA and make a lot of money like a Kenny Fareed has. Uh, small school, but he's got skills that you just don't see at this level. I really like them. Their guard play is really good. Uh, they don't go real deep, which is kind of interesting, but I was really impressed to see them win. That was uh, that was that was incredible stuff, especially in three days, three wins and three nights. One of them against Belmont. Impressive. Right. The other question MC Slips had, I think you kind of already touched on it really with Loyola, but uh, he just wanted to know what was your sleeper, um, or is there one sleeper that sticks out to you pretty much? Yeah, I mean the sleeper will be Loyola, Bonaventure, Purdue. Um, I'll throw a. I'll throw a pretty deep one out there, I guess. Um, like I said, I could talk about any team. Um, I'll tell you this: watch out for Santa Barbara. You see Santa Barbara. We we don't, you know, on the East Coast, you know, and really in general, uh, college basketball fans don't really do much with the Big West. But I'll tell you this: um, if they find their way into the field, which I expect them to do, so I think they're the best team in the Big West. Keep an eye on that group. The Gauchos are really good. They're really good on both sides of the ball. Um, they are really deep. They've got a ton of kids that um, can, can play. They've got a ton of kids that can shoot. Uh, they don't turn the ball over. Uh, very experienced, which is what you want. And their coach really, I think as far as I know, has never been to the NCAA tournament. And he's been at UC Santa Barbara four years, never been there. Um, this team knows how to share the ball. They get people involved. They make their free throws. Like I said, they don't turn it over. They don't make mistakes. They're a team to keep an eye on as well if they can make it their way in. So, you know, you want those types of kind of balanced teams that have chemistry that can make shots. It's a team to keep your eye on as well. Muff, I think yours was, uh, who'd you say, Oregon? You kind of like Oregon, maybe make a possible run. Yeah, Oregon. I'm, I'm interested in seeing UConn. Just, I like Book Knight a lot. I don't, I'm not expecting to get a Final Four, but maybe, you know, maybe get to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, maybe make some noise. Yeah, they are a real sleeper because, as you said, Book Knight is a kid that, you know, they didn't have for most of the season. And he makes them, you know, it's like taking, um, you know, it's like taking a great player off a bad team and saying, okay, you know, win the same amount of games. You're not going to. And you get the kid. It's like when the Sixers had Iverson when I was growing up. You know, he would be out for a couple of games and they'd be shit. Uh, he'd come back and they went to the finals. So, you know, a player of that caliber is gigantic. And Book Knight is their Iverson. He's everything to them. And, um, everyone else is kind of auxiliary around him. He makes them go. He's the, the straw that stirs them, and they're really good when he's in there. This is a conference that's not great. Uh, I didn't go to the class of the conference. I couldn't agree more. Either. Hey, Jeff, shout out my guy Eric Snow one time. Shout out Eric Snow. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, that's um, you know, like I said, when I was a kid, 2001 was a great year for me. Sixers went to the, tur- or, uh, to the finals. Temple went to the Elite Eight. And Eric Snow was integral to that team. You know, a lot of people don't remember, you know, they always remember Iverson or, you know, whoever. But, you know, Aaron McKee and Eric Snow and George Lynch, and Tyrone Hill and Jermaine Jones, all those guys, those guys were the integral parts. Yeah, Eric Snow, I always remember him. I actually remember he used to be a commentator for the Sixers years ago um, on the TV network, and he fell asleep during a game one time. Um <laughs> And it was something we, it was funny for a while here, but yeah, I, I always got love for Eric Snow. He was, he was actually a really underrated player. That's, that was me and Muff Squad, man. We were both, I don't even know how old we were then, but Iverson, 
everybody loved Iverson, man. I mean, he was kind of, and you know, Eric Snow was a fascinating guy because he was kind of like fat, not fat, like he was kind of a bigger dude. And he, he moved like a guard. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, he was a, I always remember Eric Snow. He was, he was a great player. Well, Jeff, last basketball uh, question we got for you before we get in a couple other ones. Obviously, like you said, Gonzaga's there. Baylor, I mean, possibly, I think I think you kind of like Baylor. Is there anyone else, or do you want to give your just preview of who you think is going to be in the Final Four if you feel like it? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll definitely put Gonzaga in there. I think Gonzaga is light years better than everybody else. Um, you know, I, I'll put Michigan in there. I didn't. I'll be honest, I didn't know what I would what Michigan would be this year, but I mean they have passed all the tests. Dickinson's incredible. Um, if Garza wasn't who he is, I mean he'd be the best big and it wouldn't be close in that conference. Uh, the guard plays great, they've got a good bench, uh, they're well coached. Joan's done a great job there. They're gonna be around next year too. So I'll go Michigan. I'll also go with um I'm gonna go with Texas. Tech. I know a lot. You you probably don't want to hear that, but you know a team a team like Texas Tech. I just I think Chris Beard's the best coach in the country. To be real honest with you, uh, I think they have an interesting dynamic this year with McClung. They haven't ever really had that type of player. Um, they're just always there when it matters most. Um, teams like them, Virginia, also, uh, and then I'll throw one more in. I'll go. Um, I don't know. It's it's so tough. Um, I think Oregon. I think Muff. You said Oregon. I, I yeah. think they're really interesting because they're really healthy now, which is important. Uh, so I'll say Gonzaga, Michigan, Texas Tech, and uh, West Virginia. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> West Virginia. It is. Sounds. I like that. There you go. Whatever. <laughs> I have to see the bracket. All right, Jeff. But before we let you go, you know we are big foodies. Food makes the world go round. So I wanted to give you with one quick hitter here, really quick. And you know we know you're a, you're a Philly guy. Right. We, we want to jump right into the cheesesteaks for the I first one. I can only imagine what this question. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, the first one is: What's the best Italian ice in Philly? The best Italian ice? Wow, yep. I didn't expect that. Uh, pops, pops water ice. I actually have a story. I uh, I used to live on the 2600 block of South Watt Street. It's between 13th and Broad. Uh, there's two streets in the middle: Juniper and Watts. And uh, Pops Water Ice is on Watts and Argon. It's right on my corner. It was literally, literally 10 steps away from me. And I remember every every day, I would get a water ice and a pretzel. Um, I'd sit on my stoop. It was, listen, you haven't lived your life until the spring where you have a little breeze, you have a, you know, just an undershirt on, and you got a water ice, a pretzel, you're sitting on your step, and maybe a nice girl walks by or something. That's living. So pops it's on argon watson argon right in south philly right off broad in argon pops is the best all right and then gotta go with the cheesesteak man what's the best one for you yeah you know uh listen i will say this if you ever get a steak you ever come to philly call me i'll make sure you go to the right place um it's important that you go to places that nobody know about uh those are those are the best the best steak to me is argon steaks on 10th and Oregon. Um, it's fairly new. It used to be a place years ago called 10th Ave. And when I tell you I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding. It was one of the dirtiest places known to mankind. And I'm going to tell you right now, they had some excellent food. Okay. Anytime mm-hmm. you got the food, it was, you know, God knows what it was in, but it, it was good. It tasted good. It's probably <laughs> killing me inside and you know, I'm going to live with it later in my life. But I'll go Oregon Steaks. Phillips is very good on 23rd and Passionunk. 
Uh, Tony Luke's, as far as from a famous place, that's pretty good. Um, but you got to go to the real ducky, ducky spots, like the back block joints, like the, the places that like nobody knows about, you know? We got three minutes left on this, so I'm going to do rapid fire with you real quick. You know, Muff, like he said, he's in Baltimore right now. So we got to know, where are you ranking the wire on the all-time greats? Uh, It's number one. Nothing will ever top the wire, Uh, regardless of what comes out. Um, There are movies that are very good. There are TV shows that are very good. Boardwalk Empire is very good. You know, Sopranos, um, you know, Sons of Anarchy, but... Uh, the wire is a, a tale of, of of real life it's it, it has led us to where we are in this country and david simon illustrated it perfectly and i think it's you know muff probably knows it's it's very true most of this the show is based on real people and it's uh it's a sad portrayal into what america is and what it's become and who it's run by so yeah i think it should be required viewing for every american to watch uh yeah it's 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 a it's a mythical Masterpiece. Number one, not even close. Nothing's better. It's like they're like Gonzaga. <laughs> last, last question. You got ten seconds on this one. Greatest hip hop album of all time. Philadelphia Freeway. Freeway. Mm. How yeah, you? Yeah. How you feel about that, Mo? Hey, I love it, man. Freeway back in the day and still now. You know, listen to the classics. What we do, all that, man. I, I love That's it. That's the greatest song ever made, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> well, Jeff, we appreciate you coming on, man. We'd love we'll to have to talk bit music next time. Oh, we do it all. We do it all, man. Like, like I said, we'd love to get you on after March Madness. Maybe we can recap some and then dive dive more into the music and all that. It'd be but great. I look where, forward to it. where can people follow you at? Just follow me on Twitter at Jeff Nady, J F F N A D. I've got all sorts of stuff going on, and I always make my opinions known. So check me out. Sweet. <laughs> we appreciate you a lot, Jeff. Thank you, guys.